Girl, you're in the kitchen cooking me a meal. Something makes me wanna come in there and get a feel. Walk around in your t-shirt with nothing else on. Strutting past, switching that ass while I'm on the phone. Cutting up tomatoes, fruits and vegetables and potatoes. Girl, you look so sexy while you're doing a damn thing that I want. Sex in the kitchen, over by the stove. I want put you on the counter by the butter goes. Hands on the table. Yep, we're going to be recording to you from the same neighborhood of South Lake Union, the same city, Seattle, Washington. We're in Studio 212, still part of the Soundcasting Network. This is going to be episode 125 of uh, Eric. How much longer on that motherfucking uh, Impossible Burger? The problem is, is that it's impossible to know how long the Impossible Burger's to... to it's there's, impossible. There's no... It's impossible. You know, funny thing on the box, there's no instructions. So I don't know, Chef. Thank you. I am one of the hosts of this podcast. My name is Robert Stills, uh, and with me in studio is uh, Sir Eric of the Riviera. <laughs> I, apparently, I've been knighted. <laughs> That's great. Uh, oh, but it's still Rivera, you asshole. I know. <laughs> That's like me going, you say Robert Stills, and I'm like, yeah, Robert Stills Kelly in trouble. Whoa. That's you. Damn, See? Man. See how quickly that, that changed? It turned, turned into, into a pedophile. I did. Dark. I did. Hey, you know uh, a really quick. bad name for a restaurant for R. Kelly would be? R. Kelly's Underage Steakhouse. <laughs> it's like not even, you know how people are doing like 120 days. definitely not age? dry. Yeah, it's 120 day age definitely stuff, and he's like dry. doing like fucking not even aged anything. It's very underage, perfect, where it should be. Perfect co-host. Ingrid, He's shedding her love and her light into the studio. Thank you. Uh, no tights today. Wool furry jacket. She don't got Leper. no tights. Pop in the studio. Queef, the Queef Master. Oh, uh, Prince that, of Prince of Parmesan. <laughs> you double queefed him. The risotto. <laughs> the risotto. The risotto kid. It's okay because I understand he's excited. It's uh, National Micro Penis Awareness Month. Oh, is it? People have been fighting hard right. for it. I support. I support here. this. I've been raising money for my friends. Keith is part of that. <laughs> yeah, it's, group. Uh, I guess you, you know? would have to be. Def- you'd definitely be aware of it if you had a micro penis. So. <laughs> or unaware of it. Uh, I, don't know, I mean, depending on the angle, but it's fine. That's why. <laughs> that's why my bathroom looks like a funhouse mirror. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we're back in full swing of things. Uh, we're kind of on schedule. We were off schedule for a while. Yeah, Christmas and uh, then usually you know, New Year's Eve, but that's okay. Crimbus. Crimbus, uh, that's a new one. Crimbus. Merry Christmas. Is that kind of like an incubus, like throughout, like dedication band that you can find in like Wish Auburn? You were here. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a sexy man. I don't. Okay. I might touch him. Well, if I'm I was not, forced to. Well, you sure would, Robert Stills Kelly. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so so last week uh, we had talked about uh, bone bone ape teeth. Bone ape tight. Uh, they were talking about some things they want to see deaded in 2019. Yeah. Uh, Chef feed. Went ahead and uh, Eric's buddies over at Chef's Feed uh, went ahead and uh, <laughs> they, uh, they they got some predictions. Couple couple predictions. I don't know if this is a joke or not. Yeah, but how maybe. do you think they made the predictions? Or what did they come up with the thought process? Like sitting down at a table, getting super high, well, no, what magic I, eight ball. I feel like what I feel like it's a joke. A okay, that's a because it's written by one person and uh, two people, and I feel like they maybe asked their friends some stuff like, and it was written out as a joke. But I just wanted to get Eric's um, thoughts on some of these food trends. And, and maybe maybe you've done these in the past. Maybe you might hop on the train. Who knows? So one is food piles. 
food piles. Okay, which I I can kind of attest to to some of these things. A Luna Park Cafe, they do stuff okay. hobo style. Oh, um, I don't know what this is. I don't know what a food, food pile. I mean, it's just everything mixed together. Oh, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, like okay. a pile. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So everything is like, and, and you see that on di- on plates now as it is. Oh, okay. Nothing is defined. Everything is one. And you kind of want to get a little bit of everything, sure. a component of the dish. Sure. But now they're talking about, and they're talking about doing it real sloppy style. Yeah, so we we did that at, at Blue Acre when I was this yeah. when I was working there. And it was with uh, Brian O'Connor. Uh, who was my chef when I worked there and I was the lowly line cook and we used to call this thing called a bowl of shame and so we'd take it at the end of the night it was all the stuff from our station trash cans yeah and we just put it in a fucking deli well this thing became a thing that he actually introduced to the menu uh, when they opened quality athletics and he was helping you know Josh kind of do that thing and Seth kind of was part of that whole team too and so yeah I mean I've, I've seen stuff kind of like that this is like five years seven years ago yeah I mean, I went to the movies last night. I'm ashamed of myself. I paid $16 for a bowl of popcorn, and it was caramel corn, nacho cheese, like Doritos yeah. nacho cheese corn, uh, flaming hot Cheetos, and then regular butter popcorn. It's fucking terrible. Have you ever seen the movie Grandma's Boy? Of course. Do you know when he's... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's fucking crazy movie all the time. <laughs> Do you know when he's putting all of the shit on the sheet tray? All the... Ra- <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> like, this fucking old lady doesn't have a goddamn microwave. <laughs> yeah. Birds yeah, and like that whole like smorgasbord of stuff... Like, I like that. Yeah. Like, that's a cool idea. We we actually did a dinner last year of that thing. And and it was a grandma's boy. We'd watch the movie, and I did uh, a whole sheet tray for each guest of all the <laughs> random shit that was on the thing. It just came out the sheet tray. Like, it really did. Hands on. It really did. It was fucking hot as shit. And uh, no, but I, I, I kind of like that stuff, but more in the not trend thing, just a one-off, like, you're stoned. Here's some food. Yeah, I mean, they're just talking about like you know garnishing, like just tossing stuff on top of to make it look fancy. You know, yeah, whatever. You put bee pollen, sure, fuck pumpkin it. whatever, seeds, whatever yeah, bullshit. Okay. Um, next thing is uh, somebody in, in town already is ahead of the game for this new trend. Mm. Is it a fine dining restaurant that really isn't a fine dining restaurant that started, shouldn't be a fine dining stop, restaurant? Stop. Sorry. Started. <laughs> uh, started. You know, he was ahead of the game. Uh, next one's grain snacks. Come on. Do you know the fucking thing? <laughs> Can I just tell you about the whole like evolution of everybody freaking out about like ancient grains and all this stuff? This was like 10, 15 years ago here in Washington. Everybody started kind of doing that. I don't know what the resurgence is all of a sudden with everybody going like, oh, we rediscovered. It's been for fucking ever, dude. I know, but somebody is really attacking it. Was with, nobody like, paying delicacy, attention to anything that know? was happening in California for the last fucking forever? Like seriously, did yeah, anybody but, go to Destroyer yeah, in but LA? It, but it's but it but it's it's food to the masses. It's not this 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 hoity-toity, richy secret. Like you know, we we've we've researched and we found these are the best kinds of you know for health purposes. I get and, it. You know, and now it's like no, you normal people will make it for prices that you guys and we'll make it approachable is to it? the masses. Is it though? Is it saying like we found I mean, an ancient Seattle, grain? Though. Yeah, I know that's the thing. Is it that we found hey this ancient grain and now we figured out a way to market it? and put it out there and now it's 20 times as expensive as it should be because we branded it with a little bird on the outside? Mm. I don't know. Um, appetizer samplers. Uh, I mean, you can... That, I mean, we were talking about Outback Steakhouse the other day. $15 four-course meal. It always comes. Well, that's what Best they're saying. Best deal in the city. They're saying now they want... People want more of a selection. They, they don't do. want smaller plates that no. are just one thing. They want to try. They want a fucking trough. And, yeah. They want to try. They, they try. want a smorgasbord. I mean, but when I go to a restaurant, I don't know. You do this. I've seen you on your Instagram stuff. When I go, I order everything. Yeah, I do. I went to fucking dim sum 
I don't know. Yesterday, I went to Dozone, and my was That's too dim sum, though. I went to two, whatever. Uh, it's still bomb. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good. But it's just, I ordered everything. I get you know? it. And it was just like, you know, we're all going to share. I get Nobody it. Nobody order one specific thing. I'm, I'm, even if you don't order it for, if you order it for yourself, I still don't try to buy it. When's the last shit? time you went to somebody's house and told them what to cook? Yeah. You're a terrible person if you do that. True. Or you go in there saying like, hey, I have you go and you're like, wow, this is what you eat. And this is exciting. And this is cool. And, you know, four out of the seven things are amazing. And two of them are yeah, kind of weird, but, you, you know, appreciate that. Um, you'll like the last one. Uh, this is the last not. one. Well, there's two more. So this is what's making me joke. They said avocado pits. That's going to that's gonna be yeah, coming in. I guess. Uh, but the last one is reclaiming cultural, culturally appropriated dishes. I guess. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Why don't we have more people discovering cuisine? That'd be nice. Yeah. But it's like they're just like talking about like how they're taking, you know, culturally appropriated dishes in there and they're taking simple ingredients in there. Jacking up the fucking prices. Yeah, I mean that's twenty six dollar bonmi. But that's what everybody. Three hundred dollar fajita plate. It's like you know, fucking tomatoes aren't Italian. Yeah. And so now we have twenty four dollar bowls of pasta, but then somebody else can't charge more than that because they're not you know Italian. Well, shout out. They didn't Chef make noodles Steve, either. I guess. Eric, <clears throat> hi, it's me. You, you wanted to talk about something on the show today. Yeah, I think it's the time of year where everybody uh, looks at changing and making moves in their restaurants. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that, um, about like menu development and kind of on our side what we're doing. I I've seen posts by everybody already. Everybody. everybody. Well, it's, it's, like it's every- the planning. They get the old menu, yeah. dust off the old menu, the ones yeah. that and yeah. just start drawing. And so then you see people going like, now we're going to add this to our tasting menu or we're going to add these new dishes and here's where we're going. Kind of like the thought process behind that. Cause we just did that too on a massive scale. Uh, we loaded almost all of our stuff for 2019 and all the whole year, all, all the way through. Yeah. Um, and so now we're dialing in even more stuff and, you know, as far as like menu development is menu development is concerned, when I learned how to you know Speak say that right, English. that's great. <laughs> you know, I, I um, on my level, I look at it a bunch of different ways. You know, as far as a tasting menu is concerned, and looking at like something like a template for that, when I look at it, I look at it a blank page. I literally have a yellow piece of paper, and I'm doing it usually day of, um, and it's the three, seven, 12 and 20 course menu stuff. Um, you're looking at what the, you know, information is from the diner, what you can get from them as far as information side. Uh, so, you know, the Twitter social media stocking. So you, you, I mean, you don't have comment cards, right? Um, no, no. I, I mean, I get angry emails sometimes, and <laughs> text messages and Yelp reviews that are shit, but text uh, messages. Yes. I mean, yeah. People, you know, yeah, sometimes they're texting. Like, yeah. That shit was terrible. It was weird or whatever. And I get that. That's okay. I'm uh, okay with that. It's personalized. Um, but you know, kind of like who the guest is, what you can do for them and how you can evolve from that. You know, I think yeah. that's kind of the thing that we're looking for, whether that's on a small level, a menu a, a hole you have to fill inside of a menu or even looking at it on a whole restaurant level. You know, I look at it all the time and I'm like, what can we do here? What can't we do here? What's going to make this thing pop? You I have know? a question. Yeah. So let's, let's not, let's not even think about tasting, tasting menus. Yeah, let's just think of general. a regular menu. Sure. Um, when you were working at or wherever restaurant yeah. you were at, did, and this is my question because I, I always get real confused. It's a lot of people, they don't build on what worked for them or what no. they had on their menu. Right. A lot of them will um, just wipe the, the slate clean yeah. and pretty much start from scratch. I mean, I is think that you can look something at- that that you think is a good thing to do? A lot of ways. Yeah. There's a lot of things to that. So then it's, 
what's your focus of your restaurant? Because you're looking at some things like obviously seasonality. Yeah. Right. So how much of this stuff can we serve right now? How much of this stuff is good to serve right now? So you're being your own filter. And then how much is the guest asking for? Yeah. You know, so if you have a, an, uh, an always standing what trends guest, are coming in. Yeah, exactly. So if you have a guest coming in, then Those they're piles. expecting that dish that you do. You know, for example, if it's a Kasu black cod and they come in and they're super pissed off, but you're like, they're not running right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or you're going like, hey, cool. Every restaurant in Seattle that has salmon on your menu. Why aren't you telling them that's refreshed salmon or farmed? Don't be a dick because they're expecting wild. So it's going to be wild refreshed or it was packed and frozen. And it's like, but you're still charging the same price. Yeah. You know, there's no menu price that's going down, but you're bowing to the needs of your guest, you know, at that point. So then, I, you know, what I'm doing when I'm like taking the entire slate down and get rid of getting rid of everything, everything, I'm going like, okay, cool. Where are we at right now? What do I need to fill? What were we good at this time around last year? Are we yeah. looking at that as a good thing or bad thing? What was our business like last year? You know, who do I have on staff right now that can really pull this off? It, all this kind of do shit. Do you look up on file? Do you have on file what you sold from the year before? I, of like I can pull how many that. dishes Absolutely. or what uh, people asked for? Absolutely. I have, yeah. I've, I had access to all of that kind of stuff when yeah. I was like in that style of restaurant. You know, I can look at trends. I can look yeah, at data. Exactly. I can look at even a good thing is the visuals of like Instagram or any of that other stuff and being uh, like, insights. let's not do that same exact dish again. Let's not do the same thing. Oh, remember we only had two people bought this last year. We were really excited about it. But at but the end of the day, who gave sell. a shit? Nobody Right. Right. So a lot of that stuff kind of drives that whole menu development and then experience development. And then, you know, your awkward, weird ass tangents that are out from there. We were just like, (laughs) we got to take a chance on something. Yeah. You know, like the first couple weeks of January are really slow. And for me, it's like looking at it going like, okay, we just had the end of year pop off. December was really busy. How are we going to get people to come back in here? How are we going to get people to avoid, you know, Trump shutdown and on the verge of recession and fucking breaking news on CNN and all this other bullshit? How are we going to get them to avoid that and just go, okay, cool. We can be this place for you to still come and dine. You know, and I think that's a big that's a big thing to. to There's kind of no wrap really up. answer to that. There really isn't. It's trial and error. It really, it, it really is. Sometimes there's things that you do that you think is like this is gonna work. People yeah. People are gonna jump. They're gonna bite. They're gonna jump all over. So they're gonna love it. Right. And people don't. Right. And then there's things you're like, oh, whatever. You know, let's do this. And it's the bottom of the. You know, it's right. It's it's something that you just were like, ah, you know, I know this is a good dish. And people are like, oh my god, I've never had this before. Right. Like, what the fuck? And so this then this is oh, such an old dish or an old. I think so. Yeah. And, and sometimes you're looking at, do I need to ego this out and go, I know what's the fucking best for this guest and these people, or, or do I meet him halfway and go, they keep on telling me, and these uh, people always come back in January what they want. and they always want to get this dish. You know, I, I've had those guests before. They're like, Hey Eric, where's that one thing you made? I'm like, we haven't done that for months, yeah. you know, or we only did that that one time. I forgot what I did. Right. And that's kind of the thing too. So, I, I mean, look, this is the time of year in my head and I see a lot of other chefs doing it too where we're just like okay what are we going to do this year to break through <laughs> you know what yeah. are we going to do this year right now to like freak out modes in your head we're like January's slow there's shit going on what can we do and so it's just it's really interesting kind of seeing it developing it and going how can I take this ingredient get past that 
figured out what I'm going to do with it, you know, technique wise, how can I manipulate that even further? How can I clean it up? How can I go way over the top of garnish? How can I just shut that shit down and go minimalist? You know, how can I have the ingredient speak to me or how can I have it yell at me? And what is that going to do when it reaches the guest? They might not even fucking like it. it, Well, they might even notice. Right. And then I I was really proud of it. So much attention to, or they come back and say, it smells and tastes like Fritos. And you're just like, (laughs) kill me right now. Um, that's not exactly what I want, but then I go going for Cheetos. Yeah. And then I'll go, fuck it. I'm doing a, fucking bagged Frito with chili on top of it since you think it they're like, like this is amazing this is it's a pile yeah so then again this is like the ego versus non-ego thing do you yeah. play into it and go these fucking people don't know what they're talking about I, or they do know I what they're talking about I have done that before where I've like spent so much time like putting all this work and all this effort into making a dish and somebody's like oh yeah it's just bland or something like that then I'm like fine whatever here and just throw it out there some bullshit and they're like this is amazing and I'm like you're fucking kidding me I like, made this sauce for Okinawa Miyaki, and I had Ingrid taste it, and she was like, it just tastes like a Big Mac. And so I was like, you know, it kind of actually does. Yeah. And so when the guest came in, uh, it was a buddy of mine, he came in, and I'm like, yeah, but now think of that as a Big Mac, and he's like, you fucker. It's you so, you got it. me, and yeah. I'm like, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cupid, some little eel sauce, yeah. and whatever, you know? Um, Good. Yeah, and the thing about... Menu development that really gets me is that um, if if you if you you own your own place right and so your options are limitless. Correct. You can do whatever the fuck you want. My Friday night menus are R and D. Yeah. I mean it's it's on a higher level because I'm not standing in front of you know the guests failing, <laughs> you know so I'm not doing that. But I'm I'm fucking with stuff. I'm definitely playing with it. Um, you know, but on a larger level, I'm playing a lot i'm improvising you know I'm, I'm that jazz guy that's going oh i've got 16 bars and here's what i'm gonna do um and that's cool but i think on another level you see a lot of other restaurants out there this is the separation of being yeah. like free in my own yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. where i had people coming to me going here's a picture of this you need to make this <laughs> yeah. or fuck I, you know i yeah. saw this thing in bon appetit last week <laughs> and they said this is going to be a food trend for the next year yeah. and how come we're not on this I, the only fucking time i made a grain bowl in my entire life on a restaurant menus was when i was the executive chef of tallulah's mm-hmm. and it was linda dershane coming to me showing me a picture of one that she had and she's like how come we're not doing stuff like this and i'm like i don't even know what that is <laughs> <laughs> and she's like it's a grain bowl it needs to be nice and clean and look at the aesthetic and look at all this shit so i was like okay i'll put my head around it and i made a grain bowl yeah. it was fucking stellar yeah. and she was like this is beautiful and all this other stuff and you know fine cool but you know that was a different story yeah, I mean that's she's known to do that. Yeah, uh, no, I would get she, on her travels. I would she get goes to places and says, oh, "This was delicious. I like this a lot. Can Pictures. you make this?" And they're like, "What the is it?" Yeah, I was. I, I got that all the time. They do it, and though. it's but fine. That, but that, but that, but that also is part of like menu development. It is, and it's. You can have fun yeah. trying to recreate something without knowing it. Sometimes. It's, so, I wouldn't say sometimes. It's frustrating. It, yeah, it's, it's very frustrating because then you're you're just playing cover songs. Yeah. And you then know, also and when she tastes it, she's like, no, this is not like this. It, it's not, it doesn't, you know, I had, when I bit into it, I felt like I was in a, Do you know the difference? on top of a mountain. I'm like, what the, I think what? that was the hardest part about working for hers because she wasn't a chef. Yeah. So she didn't have the ability. She's more to, an aesthetic. 
no, she just she had her way of doing stuff and it was fine and she's great at it. Um, it was just very hard to understand. Like you ate this thing. Please tell me in my talk how I can figure that out for you. Yeah. Working for chefs is a different story, yeah. you know, and they're like, oh, just do this, this, this and this. And you're like, OK, cool. Right. And that's give you a jumping off point. That's a different run with it. Yeah. That, I, I had a lot of that, you know, and, and working at whatever other restaurants and stuff. And you have that time where it's like the owner person writes checks. They're going, I went this or I just went on vacation while you were working this entire month of December yeah. and I'm back. And here's some pictures and here's some notes that I took. Recreate all this shit. You know, it's crazy. Now, from start to finish for one of you, one of your menus, uh-huh. is it, it's it, it never really your menus are always growing and changing. Yeah. You know, it's never that's never really finished ever. No, that's the whole point. Yeah. I think I've come to last year when I did Silva, um, which is like the story of Washington. I felt kind of bored by the end of doing it. And it was three months. Silva page. Isn't there an Instagram page? Yeah. And and I felt kind of bored doing it because I was stuck in a season and I kind of put my head into that and I was starting to repeat dishes on an aesthetic level uh, only because the guests were like, this is fucking crazy. And I'm like, I want you to see the next person. That's crazy. And I had guests that were coming back again, requesting it. You know, going like, I want that same dish again. And I'm like, fuck. So you um, re- did you did you bow and redo it? I did some yeah. of them. But in every time, but, it, but it was a different. bad thing. No, it was. And I revised it every time. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want it to be like, OK, here's version 3.0, 5.0, 12. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. But it's just and it's know, boring for you. It's, it's exciting for, for the guests, though. I know. And, and to a T, like they acknowledged and I acknowledged that. Yeah, it was different. And they're like, it's better, though. And yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you. It is updated version. You <laughs> I know? appreciate that. Um, it's just tough. I, I couldn't imagine ever being in a position again um, on the tasting many stuff that I'm doing, doing that stuff on the Puerto Rican lechoncito food style. That shit is dialed in like so much so. Where you're I'm not, like, you're not updating that at all. I don't need to. Not seasonally. Either. I don't fucking need to. No, it's just you don't need to. Just run with it. Don't need to. Um, I don't want it to be because I, I seriously, and the reason why is because the cost of acquiring it. Yeah. A guest, right? If I need to change it twenty five fucking times, I'm going to charge you two hundred dollars yeah, yeah, for yeah, it yeah, per person. Yeah. But I'm not doing that, so I can charge you nine. Yeah. Seven, five, four. Sounds pretty good to me. Um, That's all I got for people, you know, and that give some advice to some people out there that are uh, maybe, you know, not not executives, not not. Yeah. But, but, you know, or, you know, what kind of what how they can really develop a dish from from start to finish. So here's I'll tell you you what kind of what I do. And I learned this from Chef Ackett's in Chicago um, at Alinea. Um, And so he basically takes a yellow a notepad and in the middle of that yellow notepad he'll put the name of something with a circle around it and it could be like for example give me an ingredient uh let's go ahead and do uh pea vines pea vines great so now we can look at pea vines and then you start to have these lines that come off of that the lines can go either way and you can go okay here's another thought bubble coming off of pea vines how do i cook it okay. uh, char it smoke it uh, Saute it, poach Steamed. it, steam it, freeze dry it, mm. fuck, you name it, right? Yeah. So there's that's one little block of thought off to the right. How are we going to season it? Spicy, whatever, salty, umami, what, how is that going to play? Okay, cool, there's another plane of thought. All right, here's another one. Uh, the aesthetic. Do we want it to be bright, bright green? 
do we want it to be poopy green? Do we want it to char? And uh, do we want to apply something towards it that make, makes it doesn't even look like it? Could we take the pea vines and create them in a way where it looks like cobwebs and play into something like springtime and cobwebs are starting to come out? Now we're in springtime. Now we're starting to see some of this like charred stuff that's coming out of that time. And the charred thing looks like a, a spider that's coming out. And it's, do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So now you've it's got this like amazing. third stage it's of fun. something like a pea vine that's coming out of nothing. Yeah. What are pea vines usually used in? A lot of springtime stuff. Or then you start to look at who uses them even more. There's a lot of Chinese preparations that have pea vines in there. There's a couple um, Korean dishes that I've seen that have pea vines in there. So now I'm going like, okay, usually if I see a lot of this salmon springtime pea vine, I don't even have to look at that anymore. I can look at some Chinese preparations, you know, Szechuan style preparations or whatever else. Or old school, like 2,000-year-old Chinese recipes and go, here's where I ended up finding. I ended up finding something that very, like that very similar. We were working on an eggplant dish uh, in Chicago. And Chef was like, we got to figure something out for this. I ended up finding this old school Mexican mole recipe for eggplant. That's tight. So it's cocoa nibs all ground up and toasted and stuff. And I was like, how about this? This was like 2.30 in the morning. And he was like, fuck yeah, we're running with that. Let's run with it that's how the menu development works. It's bouncing it off, bouncing it off, bouncing it off, categorizing all in this little yellow piece of paper. And you're taking those things and going like, good one, no, yes, maybe, I'm not sure. This is before you even cook it. Don't even think about yeah. that part. You don't even yeah. need to. No. And then from there, you can go the aesthetic of how I place it. And then you can go, okay, what do I want from the aesthetic? Do I want it to be an effect? So when I'm sitting down with a diner in my restaurant, do I want it to be an effect of them getting their mind blown or being on the post of having a mind blown effect? Or is it something I'm opening with? Or if I have a big long hallway, am I putting a bunch of fucking pea vines and then they're grabbing fresh peas off of that that they're (laughs) eating themselves? Or are they at the table and then they're sitting down and then seeing the, you know, presented and and done thing? Or at the end of the dinner, am I giving them seeds to plant their own pea vines? (laughs) Do you see, like, kind of how that whole collection of stuff works. Seeds in your mind that are plant that will grow and sprout and you spray it amongst the world. Or are you giving it to them now? Now, like today, yeah. and saying you're going to want to plant that soon, come see me in two months. Bring your pea vines back. There with you go. You, and I will char them at the table. Exactly. And then I'll throw a bucket of spiders at you. That that kind of stuff applies to anything and any ingredient and any way you want to bring it up, you know, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's one tip that I will say is most every time I've ever developed any dish, it's always started on paper. Yeah. Um, it I, is. I've never used kind of an old, um, maybe an old, like a, like, Oh, like I really like this chicken dish. I want to do this or something like that. Um, and try to incorporate it into a new plate. Right. I've always started on a piece of paper. Like, okay, this is what we need. This is the spot we right. need to fill. We want to change this dish. Um, and so that's usually how, how I have done it. Um, I wanted to transition before we moved off, yeah. off of this topic. I want to transition and in, in the pe- people cooking at home. Yeah. Um, this is something that I've helped my friends a lot with is throwing dinner parties at your home. Yep. And writing a menu for a party you have coming up, a dinner yep. party, or you're throwing a party for a friend. Um, what's maybe some tips that you would give? I always try to tell one of my biggest tips is I always try to tell people prep. Yes. Preparation. It's not so much about the cooking or the cooking time or how no. long it's going to take to cook. It's getting everything taken care of. 
before the cooking. Correct. And here's the other thing about that. It's like training. You do not have to prep everything on the same day. No, you not at all. You don't have to Days. do that. You don't want to at And all. I think a lot of people fall into that trap of, I have a dinner party on Saturday night. My Saturday morning, I am fucked. I got to go shopping after Friday night. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Long prep items, no. medium prep items, short prep items. Yeah. If you're cooking something, a sauce or whatever, the sauces will be good. Yeah. If you cook them on Wednesday, yeah. the sauce will be good. If you cook them on Thursday, if it's an emulsified like hollandaise type shit, no, 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 no. Listen, nothing like that. But if you're talking about like, oh, I'm making this mole, yeah. I'm making this tomato sauce, I'm doing this whatever, way ahead of time, way yeah. ahead of time. And, and you don't fine. have to, you don't have to rush it either. You, you don't. can spend your time, and that's going to be like one of the the main focuses of your dish is that sauce because you can choose any protein, right? Or you know, non-protein and or whatever. Here's the cool yeah. thing about it. If you're doing a sauce thing or a finishing thing, or you're figuring this out for a party on Saturday and you prep up enough of it to a point on your Wednesday or Thursday, guess what gets to happen? Dry run. You get yeah. to try it. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> you get to try it. You get to tease it. You get and to adjust. See and adjust it. And you go, yeah. okay, cool. So when my friends get here on Saturday and they're all ready for dinner, it's never, it never has to feel like a re- full reveal on Saturday night. You should never go into a dinner going, this is the first fucking time I'm going to taste this. Yeah. You should have, I always have like a bane of spoons next mm-hmm. to all of my shit. And I'm flying through spoons like every five or 10 seconds going like, it's going to, I, I got to adjust it. I got to do this. I got to do that. By the time anybody gets something in front of them, I know top down what yeah. it tastes like. Sometimes not like complete all the way through eating it, yeah. but I, I kind of know all the way, you know? Um, I always ask people to help me out with um, tasting stuff or small tasks. Sure. Uh, you know, could you, you know, pick this up for me or bring over this, do this ahead of time right. to bring it over for me? Right. Because it also takes up less space in your kitchen. Right. They feel like they're helping without getting in your way. For sure. And, and you know, if you can do something in your house beforehand, simple things, dice up some onions for me or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah, and, and bring like, them on Thursday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just drop them off in my house. Um, but let's talk about also about, you know, menu development. How sure. somebody would write a menu at home because they've never been in a restaurant type. They don't know how to write a menu. Usually That's what they fair. do is they go, to, they go to a cookbook. They do. Or they or try they go to, online or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. They try to recreate a dish that they liked at a restaurant or something like that. And what they don't understand. Or they, they watch Hell's Kitchen. They're like, beef Wellington. Yeah. And what they don't, what the point, the point that I'm trying to bring up and try to, you know, readjust some people's minds right. the way they think is like what they see on TV and the dishes that they see in those cookbooks. The prep time on those are people aren't doing that all at the same time. No. They have stuff ready, already ready to go. They have 12 burners. They yeah. have a prep cook. Exactly. They have all this, have all this space, all this equipment. They have, you know, they have dishwashers to, right. you know, bring them stuff right. back. So what's some tips or what's some ideas you can give to people of writing something that works well, that leaves them enough time to actually entertain and, and be able to cook where they have, you know, those, those moments in between. Yeah. I mean, so if you're going to write it as a template of everybody gets there, what are you going to do? You're going to plan it out. You're going to have that first little section, maybe hour, hour and a half where everybody's getting there. You do your bites, you do your appetizers, you do your small stuff. Yeah. I would say that's the time where you leave that stuff for your day of prep. Yeah. That's that same day kind of shit. It takes up the smallest amount of space. Yeah. And even if you leave it out from your refrigerator, it's going to be it's, totally fine. It's good. Room temperature. Totally fine. It's Room great. temp's, you know, great. Room idea. temp's amazing. Yeah. Um, your next level of stuff, as your people are sitting down, what are we planning for with that? Mm. The style of service, right? So sit down, everybody passing family, family style. style. Are you going to individually plate anything? Don't fucking do that. 
Um, and the only reason I say don't fucking do that is because if you're going to do like five courses in your kitchen, you have seven guests. <laughs> Multiply that. That's yeah. how many plates you have flying around in your fucking kitchen. Yeah. You have 35 fucking plates going around yeah. quickly. And that's why you end up with a disaster on every end. So family style is your friend. Uh, then family style of, okay, cool. How much of this shit is going to be hot? How much of this shit is going to be cold? And what's cool at room temp? Yeah. So you can't. In restaurants, I always do this once we were developing a dish, and I'm like, how much of this is going on grill, saute, fry, garde manger, dessert? Who'd you lean heavy on? Saute. You saute? You know why? That's usually the lead. You know why? You. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Because I can get in saute and push anybody. I'll rock, rock saute. I'll push anybody out of my way in a saute station. I'm, I'm more of a grill. I'm a grill guy. No, I'm, I'm literally oh, fuck like- Fuck that grill. Fuck uh, that. Uh, Give me that. Give me that shit. The saute is- Banging, right. Dude, so that's where I'm like, okay, if we're getting the shits really bad, I, I, I can walk into any of these stations, but saute is the one where I'm like, this is when I'm going to have the most fun getting out of the shits, right? Except, except uh, hot apps. That's where you die at, right? I hot, just, hot app station. Hot apps is your fine. Hair it's is just, just literally you're just putting shit in and out. <laughs> like, get the tray, fire the tray. Fire fucking another baked oyster. Kill me. Um, fire another crab cake. Kill me again. <laughs> fucking kill me. Uh, it's all about How many me. fucking crab cakes? I know. Fire 15, chef. I'm, shit. I'm out of crab cakes. I know. Cakes. I Fuck, how many do I already Look have? in the back of the cooler. It's on fucking Seattle Restaurant Week, you dickhead. Why didn't you print 500 of those fucking things? God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, breaking out how your menu is going to be to what it needs to use in order to get good Really good idea. I right. never thought about that either. So how much of this shit needs to go in my oven? How much of this shit needs to go on top? Yeah. How much of this shit needs to be set out at room temp? You know, I if I don't have any of that, that, oh, can I use my torch to I warm this shit up too? Fuck that, yeah, man. I can. Yeah. You know, how much, what am I playing with here? And if I heat up this soup to boiling, I have about like 15 minutes before it's like 160 degrees yeah. or less where nobody's going to like it. So I'm timing that stuff out too. Yeah. You know, I've cooked, I've done tasting menus 15 course tasting menus in people's houses and they have like four burners and I'm like can you please send me a picture of your kitchen the equipment you have and I'll, I'll plan it out from there and then that dictates what I can do for them in their own house that's how I came to that thing you know and I was doing stuff in tasting I menus never in my house too. About that. I think funny. of it like that yeah, I never because then I'm like that. I need to really fire this in 25 minutes right fucking now I'm too late and I, if I have a fish dish, it's overcooked because carryover cooking yeah, and we're yeah, all yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm still hoping for that big ass thing of that roast that takes, you know, an hour or two to heat back up from nothing. It took two hours. Why did it take two hours? Well, shit, it was going to take two hours. <laughs> There's nothing. You fucking block of ice, essentially, you're putting in your oven. So the logistics of stuff like that, I think that's important. Really good tips from uh, Eric Rivera. Hi. Um, yeah, that's I've never thought about that. And I, I, I don't think I've ever thought about exactly what because i that's one thing you do is like fuck you do you really don't realize that you're out of oven space do you know it's the most baller shit of all time is the thing that people take a lot of time on um and this is like pretty much like comfort style eating or thanksgiving is pies yeah do you ever see anybody making a pie same day no never fuck no you know never. what they did no. two days earlier day earlier they no. let it sit they make it they bake it they let it hang out you yeah. know you got the ledge and the pe the fucking apple pies hanging out and it's beautiful and it's all that's one of those things where I'm like, if you applied that theory to everything else, yeah. you'd be totally fine. All right. Thanks, Eric. You're I appreciate you. Tips. Wise words. Um, that's going to bring us to the end of episode 125 of Grill How Long Steak, Mr. I, I thought we were talking about this. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> I would like to thank Eric for always showing Hi. up and kicking knowledge down. Knowledge. Um, kicking those facts. I picked my hair out for you today. It's fucking gorgeous. It looks nice. It's bald spot. Uh, uh, Ingrid, 
Thank you for always coming down, showing support. Uh, Keith, you're here. You didn't speak much today, but I do appreciate you being on mic, sir. I appreciate being here. I would like to thank Studio 212 um, and the Soundcast Network for allowing us to record here and uh, Soundcast Network for putting on our podcast. Uh, and I'd like to thank the listeners out there for continuing to listen to me babble and Eric rant. And yeah, yeah it's rant, great. It's rant, fun. Rant, rant. Um, if you guys want to follow us on social media, it's going to be at Grill How Long Steak Mister on Instagram, Grill How Long Steak Mister on Facebook. Uh, Twitter's going to be at How Long Steak Mister. Any questions, comments, show topics you'd like to hear, or arguments, um, you can uh, email us at Grill How Long Steak Mister. That's Mr. MR at gmail.com. You want to follow me on social media, I'm going to be at Bobby Stills on IG. Uh, you want to catch the smoke on Destiny, COD, or Red Dead Redemption. Uh, see me at PlayStation Network, Bobby Stills. Eric, where can they find you at, sir? I'm uh, debuting my my uh, Broadway play. It's called Rant. Uh, instead of 525,600 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, 000. It's just 525,600 minutes of me ranting. It's great. <laughs> uh, Eric Rivera Cooks on Twitter, Instagram, Auto Seattle, ADDO Seattle, all that kind of ADDO. stuff. ADDO. EricRiveraCooks.com. What's it called? Silva? Silva. You don't, all that you stuff. don't ever rep that? Yeah, I, I will. Sometimes. sometimes I just sometimes. I'm not here to be a fucking you know Whore. paid paid provider sponsored paid. post guy. This sponsor paid. I'll, I'll leave that for the PR people who try to do that pseudo shit on like all, all of day, things. all day. Uh, Keith, Soundcasting Network. We in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, guys. Have a good day. Bye. Grill. How long steak, Mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>